You are Locked On Cougars. This is your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Thank you for joining us on a Thursday edition of the show, a packed show coming up here for you guys. Need to talk about the official announcement from the NCAA Division I Council yesterday approving the six-week plan that the Oversight Committee had proposed last week, meaning that college football is expected to begin seven weeks away from tonight in the case of the BYU football program, 77 days away. We'll talk about the plan that the NCAA NCAA Division One Council approved yesterday. We'll also talk about the greatest player to wear the number 77 in a BYU uniform as part of our player countdown series. And we'll also continue with our position preview series as we get ready for the college football season. We're talking about the specialist group today, the kickers, the punters, returners, and deep snappers. Exciting guys. One big name returning, but a lot of new names that are flanking him. I'm speaking of Jake Oldroyd. We'll let you know who will be flanking him at the kicking and punting positions this coming season. That's all ahead on today's edition of the Locked On Cougars podcast. Today's show is brought to you in part by our good friends at All Guard Pest Control, as well as rockauto.com. We'll tell you about both of those companies as the show gets rolling here. With that rundown out of the way, let's get it started. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for June 18th, 2020. What's up, guys? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thanks again for taking the time to download your daily podcast with us here, all focused on the BYU Cougars. This podcast is available everywhere podcasts can be downloaded. You can find us on Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts, and also Apple Podcasts, kind of the big three of podcast providers, but there are literally hundreds more that you could be listening in from. So make sure you follow the show and never miss an episode by hitting that subscribe or follow button. So that way you can join us each and every day. Cause as I like to say, we aim to be your one-stop shop for all the BYU sports news you need to know about as well as sharing insider information about the Cougars that you will not find anywhere else as well right here on this podcast each and every day. All right. Kicking off today's show, the NCAA division one council officially approved the six week plan for the return of college football this coming fall on time. The official announcement came out yesterday afternoon from the NCAA Division I Council. They had essentially rubber-stamped what the Oversight Committee, which kind of oversees what college football is going to do and proposes changes, they kind of rubber-stamped it and approved it. So it's official now. Officially for BYU, I guess, in, in this case, 11 weeks away from today, 77 days away, BYU is expected to start their season up at Rice-Eccles Stadium against the University of Utah in the annual Holy War game. And that should excite y'all. The nice part is, is that the six-week plan means that beginning on July 11th, in the case of BYU, they'll be able to begin what they're called... Uh, voluntary involuntary workouts I don't know what you'd call them athletes will be able to work out with their strength coaches and meet with coaches on campus they can't officially start workouts with a ball they can do the strength exercises with the strength coaches that goes for about a 10 day period then it transitions to where they can have walkthroughs with their coaching staff and having a ball present so linemen can work on their movement together defensive linemen can work on stunts that whole deal. And then beginning August 5th is when BYU is expected to open up fall camp, getting ready in earnest for the college football season ahead. I know a lot of people are still questioning if uh, college football will happen. I'm choosing to look at it 
glass half full. I'm expecting college football to come along this fall. I'm expecting the NBA to be in the play of their season to the end of July. Sounds like baseball yesterday may have may have had a breakthrough, and we'll see if that ultimately comes to fruition where they might play their season out, albeit in a limited fashion. MLS is coming back in early July. If these other leagues are able to be successful and they don't have major outbreaks and they don't have major catastrophes befall them as they resume their seasons, I don't see any reason why college football will not be able to start on time 11 weeks from today. It's a fantastic thing to hear that BYU is on the way back. I've had a number of you reach out to me saying, hey, I need sports back in my life, particularly the Cougars, and I don't blame you. Sports for a lot of us, uh, if, I'm not, if not all of us, is an escape from reality. I understand that I draw my paycheck from sports covering uh, teams like BYU. I, I'm lucky enough that I, my, my passion is also what draws my paycheck for me. But let's put it this way. I have missed sports on a deeper level than just needing them f- to put food on my table, so to say. It's been a long three-plus months here. Uh, the English Premier League returned yesterday. We've had the German Bundesliga get going. NASCAR's going. UFC's going. And in short order, we're going to see Major League Soccer get going, the NBA, potentially Major League Baseball, and the NFL has said nothing but that they're planning on starting on time the week after college football's start on Labor Day weekend. And, hey, I'm all for it. So the good news is it sounds like BYU in just about five weeks from now will officially have their athletes, uh, and speaking of the football team, working out with coaches, strength coaches in particular, looking at film with their position coaches, that type of stuff. That'll go for about 10 days. Then they get to go through walkthrough portions of practices. Let's just put it how it is. It's just going to be an opportunity for these coaches to really kind of implement scheme things, say, okay, this is what we're going to do on defense. Here's here's what we're going to do. We're going to walk you through it. We can't have pads on. And then August 5th, it starts. And it's a month-long sprint at that point, getting ready for the college football season. The funny thing about fall camp is after about two weeks, all of us are like, well, where are the games at? But that's just kind of how it goes. The good news is it appears all things are smooth sailing ahead for the time being as college football gets ready for its return this fall. Appears it'll be returning on time, and the anticipation is that they'll play a full full season. Speaking of BYU, that would carry them all the way through Stanford, who we previewed last week with RJ Abadia. We'll talk about North Alabama tomorrow on the podcast, but I I just I can't reiterate enough how cool it is to hear that the NCAA Division One Council is on board with this. It means that BYU is uh, getting closer and closer to returning. We also had a, a statement come out from BYU yesterday. BYU Director of Athletics Tom Homo issued a statement saying, quote, we are encouraged by the NCAA Division One Council's announcements today re- approving summer athletics activities and preseason practice for the upcoming 2020-2021 athletic season. As we did previously with the return to campus for voluntary workouts, we are developing plans for our student-athletes to be in countable, athletically-related activities this summer, as outlined by the NCAA. We'll continue to work with the university leaders and government officials to monitor the COVID-19 situation closely as we make preparations for the coming season. That's a positive thing to hear that BYU's going full bore ahead. I was glad that they opened up their athletic facilities for voluntary workouts the first day they were able to open them for that. I have no reason to doubt that they're going to slow play allowing the quote-unquote non-voluntary workouts, the required workouts, the mandatory participation workouts to not start on time. So 
Uh, I know I'm blathering on here a little bit, but it just excites me. I'm really excited that college football is back. I it's just it's something I've looked forward to. It's been a long three months. I've never been through this before. None of you have been through this before. I anticipate without sports going on in our lives. So I'm looking forward to this. And hey. I'm really, really excited. So coming up in here in just a second, uh, we're going to talk about the greatest players wear the number 77 in a BYU uniform as we are 77 days away from BYU and Utah kicking things off up there at Rice-Eccles Stadium. We'll talk about that here in just a second. Before we do that, need to take a minute today and tell you about our good friends at rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is a place where you can find every part for any type of vehicle you own. Uh, you've got an SUV, a truck, your daily driver, whatever you've got, they've got all the parts for you and they'll ship them directly to your door. The best part about rockauto.com guys is their prices are reliably low and there's no advantage to buying them as a professional versus a do-it-yourselfer. The prices are exactly the same for everybody on rockauto.com. So I paid up to twice as much to get your car fixed, get the parts you need. Go to rockauto.com and the best part is this is not a fly-by-night organization. They've been around for 20 20 years helping car owners online. You can Google them. You can look them up, rockauto.com. Look at their inventory. You look at your car, tell them what you need. They come up with all kinds of different features from all the different makers, all the different prices. You can sort by exactly what you want, find the right part for you. And the best part is it's delivered directly to your door, guys. Go to rockauto.com, check it out. Make sure to write locked on in there. How did you hear about a section when you stop by so they, that they know we, we sent you when you stop by rockauto.com. Can't recommend them enough, guys. I looked at them just earlier this week for some parts for my wife's car as well as my car. And I'm telling you what, they have a great selection, the best selection of all the parts your car will ever need. So check them out. That's rockauto.com. Good friends of ours here on Locked On Cougars and the Locked On Podcast Network. All right, guys, 77 days away from today, as we talked about, BYU and Utah expected to kick off their season up at Rice-Eccles Stadium. A Thursday night under the lights at Rice-Eccles should be a phenomenal environment. Who knows how many fans will actually be in the stands, but regardless, college football, the fact that it's back in our lives will be a benefit to us all, I feel like. And we are talking today about the best players to wear the number 77 in a BYU uniform. When I was doing some work on researching who I should put as the finalists on this list, This is a talented number. Number 77, besides being my number, obviously, it's the number I wore in high school. 77 has always been a fun number. I've always enjoyed it. And it's what I wore in high school. But there are players far better with far better pedigrees as a college football player at BYU than myself because I didn't, A, I didn't play at BYU. And B, let's put it this way, I was undersized for the position I played. So we'll leave that there. But number 77, our finalist for this uh, spot on number 77 on our player countdown series included the great Sean Knight, obviously an easy selection there, a former first round draft pick of out of BYU in the 1987 NFL draft. Another offensive lineman, Keith Uparesa, was an All-American Honorable Mention candidate in 1977. Uparesa has been a college coach and a college administrator in football programs all over the country, working in places like Hawaii, etc. UNLV also spent some time at Utah, if I recall correctly, as well. So, Keith Uparesa on this. Mike Morgan was also a finalist on our list as well. A pretty easy selection there. Another fantastic player in his own right. And then finally, when I was doing some research, the guy who came up was Gerald Meyer, a name that you may not recognize, but played in the late 1970s 
1960s to early 1970s. Put up a lot of monster statistics in a BYU uniform. But Sean Knight obviously had the name recognition in this poll. And the fans, well, as expected, pulled through and picked Sean Knight to a large degree. 68% roughly of the votes went in favor of Sean Knight. Keith Uparessa getting the second place finish with just over 22%. Mike Morgan around 6%. And then Gerald Meyer with just 2.2% of the vote coming in. But I think Sean Knight is an easy selection here because he was a good player for BYU. Really put up some big numbers in 1986. I think 15 or 16 sacks overall his senior year. Becomes that first round draft pick of the New Orleans Saints. And only plays three years in the NFL. Kind of washed out of the NFL. But that should not... Uh, should not, I guess, what, what am I trying to say? It shouldn't throw you off to what he did uh, for BYU. He's from Sparks, Nevada, played for BYU in the mid-80s, uh, mid, well, mid I guess, officially. He played for that 1984 National Championship team. He was a 2008 BYU Hall of Fame inductee. Uh, Sean Knight, just an easy selection, I felt like. Six foot six, 288-pound athlete. Looked the part. If you look back at the film of Sean Knight, he very much looked the part of a guy you're like, okay, that guy belongs in the NFL. It's unfortunate his NFL career did not last that long, but when you collect 23 sacks, including 16 your senior year, you absolutely are going to make NFL teams sit up and take note and say, okay, what is this guy doing? And Sean Knight, I think I'm agreeing with you, the fans, on this one today, that Sean Knight is the greatest BYU Cougar to wear the number 77. I gave some thought to going with a guy like Keith Uparessa, but hey, Sean Knight has the plaudits, did a lot of good things in his life, and you have the Hall of Fame induct, in, induction into the BYU Hall of Fame. It's kind of hard to take that away from you, but that doesn't mean that anybody like uh, Keith Uparessa does not receive the same due. Uparessa, a great player in his own right for, from 1974 to 1977, but congratulations to all the finalists there. Tomorrow, we will get to number 76. Uh, Harris Lachance, the current player wearing the number 76. Currently, the player wearing number 77 is Chandon Herring. And I have to say to you guys, Chandon Herring might be one of the best interviews on the BYU football team that doesn't get interviewed all that much. Chandon's been a part-time starter for the majority of the past two seasons. He now enters his senior year this year, and he'll be battling for playing time once again on this offensive line. Uh, uh uh, Eric Mateos, sorry, I had a brain fart there. Eric Mateos, BYU's offensive line coach, says he calls uh, Chandon the Viking because Chandon's got these blue eyes and blonde hair, and he's six foot eight, six foot seven, and he's a svelte 300 pounds. I know that that terminology, svelte 300 pounds, is a really weird term to use, but if anybody embodies that, it's a guy like Chandon Herring. He carries his weight extremely well. He's a fantastic football player, has developed nicely during his time at BYU. And if he goes out and has a good senior year, he's a guy that may not get drafted into the NFL, but I absolutely believe that he'll get free agent invites and training camp invites to go join an NFL team. He's got the body type. He's got the height, the length. Uh, We'll see if he has the speed and strength combo that the NFL wants. But he's absolutely a guy I think is going to have an opportunity to uh, play professional football if he decides to chase that. He's also majoring in construction management, if I'm not mistaken, so a good head on his shoulders. But this offensive line for BYU could be very talented this year, and they need to step up and really lead the way for BYU. Open holes for guys like Devontae Henry Cole, as well as Lopini Katoa, and also pro- provide for protection for the starting quarterback, 
who I think is going to be Zach Wilson, but we'll let somebody else uh, determine that down the road here. But I think number 77, some great players have come through BYU in its history, and I think Chandon Herring adds to that legacy as one of the better players to wear 77 of recent note. All right, coming up here in just a minute, we're going to talk about a position group at BYU that has one major headliner re- returning, but a lot of question marks outside of that, and that's the specialist positions. Kicker, punter, deep snapper, even some of the returners. A lot of turnover in the offseason for this position group. We'll talk about those guys here in just a second. Before we do that, though, need to take a minute today and talk to you about our good friends at All Guard Pest Control. How many of you guys like pests in your home? Anybody raise a hand? Nope. Uh, and I know I'm looking at an invisible audience, but I'm guaranteeing little to none of you are raising your hand when it comes to pests being in your home. And if you have a wife, a family, obviously you want them to be comfortable. Well, All Guard Pest Control can provide that peace of mind knowing that no creepy crawly things are getting into your home to bug your family, your wife, or yourself. What I love about All Guard Pest Control is a local company, first off, here locally in Utah County, but capable of servicing anybody up and down the Wasatch Front, even out under the Twila and Wasatch County areas. If you need their services, All Guard is here for you. Seth and his team are the best of the best. They service my home, and I give them my highest, highest recommendation. They do great work. What I love about All Guard is they have two different systems that they're willing to customize for you. If you want to have a regular protection on your home, they'll come out quarterly, so that's once every three months, so four visits a year. Make sure your home has that barrier up around it for whatever that season's pests are going to be. So let's say during the winter, there's spiders that like to get inside your home, that type of stuff. During the summer, a lot of ants, etc. They will make sure that no creepy crawly thing for whatever time of the year is not getting into your home. That's their goal with All Guard Pest Control. But also, if you need a one-time service, you need them to come out one time, take care of you guys, guess what? They'll do that and they will not bug you again. They're not going to make you sign a contract that requires quote-unquote multiple follow-up, follow-up visits to make sure everything's good to go. They take care of you, they'll leave you alone. Seth and his team are are the best of the best, and the best part is they're a local company. Give them a call, 801-851-1812. All Guard is also the termite experts in the state of Utah. If you have termite issues, bigger than you might think, and Seth can explain that to you if you want to ask him about it. He'll give you a big old lecture on what termites are all about in the state of Utah. I was surprised at how big of a situation it actually is in Utah. When you think termites are not a big deal here, a little bit bigger than you think, but if you have that situation, All Guard can take care of you as well. Give them a call, 801-851-1812. You can visit them online, allguardpestcontrols.com. Learn more about this great company. Their online reviews are absolutely phenomenal. I give my highest, highest recommendation, I can't say that enough, to All Guard Pest Control. Let them take care of you and your family. That's All Guard Pest Control, a proud partner of us here on Locked on Cougars. All right, as we round out today's edition of the podcast, let's continue on with our position preview series now. This is our third position preview. We've already talked about the defensive ends for BYU, the tight ends group, and now the specialists, the kickers, the punters, the returners, are what we're talking about now. I have done a radio, uh, not radio, podcast versions of the position previews previously. You can go back on your feed and listen to those about the defensive ends and the tight ends. If you'd like them more in written form, they're also available on my website, 1280thezone.com slash locked on cougars go check them out there but let's talk a little bit about the specialist for BYU this year the specialist position group at BYU had a lot of turnover in the offseason Really, the only headliner returning to BYU this fall is Jake the Make Oldroyd. And spare me the, Jake doesn't like that nickname. I'm calling him Jake the Make because I think it's an absolutely phenomenal nickname. And guess what? He's got a great name. My name's Jake. His name's Jake. 
Jake's got to stick together. So Jake the Make Old Droid is the one returner uh, to this group, headlining this group. Of course, had that dual role last year as a starting punter and kicker for BYU. The biggest question mark about this is if he'll be able to continue that role this season, or if a guy like Ryan Rico, who is now home from a mission and participated in spring ball, can overtake the punting job from Jake Oldroyd. The funny thing about this is there's an argument to be made that Jake Oldroyd was a better punter than he was a place kicker, and he has been that way since he started punting for BYU. You. Your uh, your thoughts on this may differ, but there's absolutely that argument to be had. But will Jake be able to hold on to both jobs this fall? It will be interesting. I think it's easy to say that the place kicking position, no doubt, is his. I expect BYU brings in a kicker or two, more of the walk-on variety to push him in fall camp, provide some competition to him to keep him sharp. But I don't think they'll necessarily uh, push significantly for playing time, but you never know. But Ryan Rico, I'm telling you guys, Jake Oldroyd put on some significant weight last year and actually looked like a football player, I felt like, after being just what looked like a a kid in the candy store out there as a freshman for BYU. Ryan Rico... He is not your typical punter. Six foot four, six foot five, 230, 40 pounds. He looks like a tight end or a linebacker, but he's got a monster leg on him. And if he can prove he's capable as a punter, as a freshman this year, I can see a scenario where, they, where the coaching staff, Ed Lamb in particular as a special teams coordinator, goes to a guy like Jake Oldrin and says, hey, we want you to focus on place kicking. We're going to put Ryan Rico in there as our punter. And I think BYU be just fine in those two positions. Who will be snapping to those players is also a question mark as Britton Hogan comes in as the incumbent starter for BYU after Mitch Harris graduated. And he's expected to take over the deep snapping position with freshman Austin Riggs backing him up. Both of them are unproven at this point. BYU's had a stellar run over the past, what, six, seven years of deep snappers. Matt Foley then giving way to Mitch Harris have been absolutely phenomenal for the Cougars. Will that continue with Britton Hogan? Well, I think the coaching staff's got confidence in him. We'll see what how he does. And if he falters at all, obviously there's a kid in, in Austin Riggs who's here from a, off a mission as well who is expected to step in and play a role at some point as well. So maybe that could be as soon as this year if a guy like Britton Hogan is not able to be the guy that they want him to be a deep snapper. The biggest thing about deep snapper is you just don't want your name to be known. So the last time you guys may hear those two names, Britton Hogan and uh, uh, Austin Riggs, maybe on this podcast, but you never know. Uh, if you hear their names, it's probably not a good thing. So we'll see what happens with those two positions. But the biggest thing is I think BYU had a lot of turnover at this position group. Group. I mentioned Mitch Harris graduating, exhausting his eligibility. He also had Skylar Southam, the backup kicker last year. Uh, started in the San Diego State game, missed two chip shot field goals, and then uh, decided to leave the program during the offseason. He has since transferred to the University of Utah up in Salt Lake City. Uh, he'll be sitting out this upcoming season due to NCAA transfer rules and will not participate against BYU, at least this fall. And then uh, Danny Jones, the, re- the backup punter a year ago, the Aussie rules punter, decided to hang up his cleats. He's giving up football and moving on with his life and it leaves Jake Oldroyd really is the only real returner for BYU at this position group. You're probably also wondering, okay, who is going to return kicks for BYU this fall? Well, if you go back to BYU's last um, 
last, uh, what am I saying, game notes that they put out last year. Uh, the kick return position had Dax Milne and Lopini Katoa as the co-starters at kick returner. So both of them obviously are back this year, very easily could reprise their roles. Their backup on that depth chart included Tyler Algier, who is now back with the running backs full-time for BYU. He absolutely is an option as well to return kicks. So at least it looks like BYU has some guys who have already got experience returning kicks on the roster. Punt return is a different story. Aleva Hifo handled the majority of that with Diane Gonwoloku as his backup a year ago on the depth chart. Who will return punts? Well, it could be any of the three mentioned I just barely mentioned, and Dax Mill and Lopini Katoa or Tyler Algier. But there are two names I want you guys to pay attention to and two Juco guys coming in who I think could challenge for playing time at their respective positions, but also could take on a bigger role in special teams, especially at returner. And those are wide receiver Chris Jackson as well as cornerback Jock Wilson. Both of them recent uh, guests here on the show, GFOPs, good friends of the podcast, And I think both of them have the legit speed to be a difference in the return game if BYU wants to turn to those guys and let them take over what they can do. A guy like Jock Jock Wilson, he's already been clocked at a sub-11 second 100-meter dash. I think 10.67 seconds was the official mark for him. Chris Jackson, by all reports, is just absolutely blazing fast, legit track speed. Both of them, I think, could be factors, and both of them have done it at the high school and the junior college level in the return game. So we'll see what happens. I think the biggest thing when it comes to returners is I trust Ed Lamb to find the right guy. He usually starts out fall camp with, what, 10 to 12 guys out there fielding punts and kicks, and he really finds the right guy, I feel like, most of the time. The biggest thing for them, I think, is they need to find a game-breaker at that position. I know the kick returns and punt returns aren't necessarily as dangerous as they once were in terms of a potential for a return for a touchdown, but you'd like to have at least that threat. Can BYU find that guy on the roster this year? Who knows? Maybe it's a Jock Wilson. Maybe it's a Chris Jackson. Maybe it's even a guy like Cody Epps coming in or a a guy who's already on the roster. Who knows who's going to return kicks, but they need to be more dangerous in that element. But I think the biggest thing is I have faith that a guy like Ed Lamb will figure things out as the special teams coordinator for BYU. So, a very interesting offseason for the specialist group. You don't like to have a lot of turnover if you can afford it with these positions because they're such cerebral positions. They require guys to really be, they got to be locked in. They have to be mentally strong to do what they do, kicking and uh, snapping, all the different things it requires. They're specialist positions for a reason. And that you want guys who are established guys who can do that. The nice part is for BYU, they have a guy like Jake Oldroyd who kicked and punted a year ago, was the guy at both positions. Now can they find competition for him to keep him sharp or even take over a position from him to let him focus solely on one thing? We're about to find out, but I think the specialist position group, one of the more underrated storylines for BYU, just due to all the turnover they had in the offseason, Will the uh, specialist, will they live up to the hype or will they be able to accomplish what they need to accomplish and keep their names out of fans' mouths for ill will towards them? We're going to find out this fall, but I think it's an interesting position group and we're continuing on with these. Uh, Each week, we'll at least have one, maybe two of them as we get you ready for the college football season. On tomorrow's podcast, we'll continue on with our opponent preview series talking about North Alabama. They will be BYU Senior Day opponents in late November. Uh, interesting team. They have some independent background of their own, making the transition from Division Two to Division One. 
We'll see if they're able to uh, bring anything to BYU. We'll talk a little bit more about them on tomorrow's podcast. So a little bit of a tease for you there. Also tomorrow's podcast, it's a fan Friday. We're getting back to it. You're going to meet Greg and NJ Pesci. We've talked about their podcast in the past. It's never just a game is the name of the podcast. I had both of them on with me to talk about their background with BYU, their thoughts on the current uh, state of the BYU football and basketball programs. We'll have a fun conversation that'll be on tomorrow's podcast, so get excited for that as well. So hopefully you guys are all doing well. Hopefully you all are having a great Thursday. Your work week's been going great this week, regardless if you're working from home, if you're back in the office, wherever you're at. Hopefully you all are doing well. Today's show has been brought to you by our good friends at rockauto.com as well as our good friends at All Guard Pest Control. Support the companies that support us because we love having these companies on board. And when they have fans of the show, well patronize their business, it makes them more likely to stick with us. So a big thank you for your support of the podcast and also our sponsors. All right, that'll do it for today's edition of the show. A big thank you once again for your continued support. Hopefully you guys are all well, staying safe, staying home, and helping flatten that curve so we can have college football back 11 weeks away from today. Have a great rest of your Thursday. We'll be back with you guys soon. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for June 18th, 2020. We will talk to you manana.